0: Welcome back to Red Deer Public Library's official podcast part of the story. I am one of your hosts, Sage Black. And I'm Claire Brown. And
1: today... And today
0: <laughs> we're doing the favorites of the year. Which is... Woo-woo.
1: This is my favorite one that we do, that we've been doing for a couple of years Agreed. Now. But I feel like this year, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, okay. I found it harder to think of my media this year.
0: Okay, so did I, to the point where something would <laughs> pop in my head and I'd have to grab my phone and then go in my notes app and just write down a phrase to remember to put it in the document so I could remember any of it.
1: Because, like, usually I'm like, oh, I have, like, 17 things for each category, and whittling it down is hard. Hard. But then this year I found the exact opposite where I was like, are you list worthy? Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: I just, I find it hard to remember what I watched in like January <laughs> or like what was even going on That's in the my thing life. Too. I did have to look up
1: like, a, like what came out this year. Right. <laughs> it's Potentially hard. that I liked. a lot. So, um... We are gonna quickly run through a few films because we know that Sage
0: didn't. (laughs) There's not many on my list.
1: list. And not many is zero on my list. (laughs) But I think that you've probably seen some of these. Yeah. So I only chose things on my list that actually came out this year for movies. Other things is a little bit different, particularly Mm -hmm. books. Yeah. But for movies, I think my favorite I think the here's the thing. My favorite watch of the year and the best movie I saw this year (laughs) are two different
0: movies. Okay.
1: I think the best film of the year, and if it does not win the best picture at the Academy (laughs) Awards, I don't even know anymore, is Everything Everywhere All at Once.
0: Okay, yes. I did see that one. It was spectacular. Yeah. Spectacular. Great movie. That would probably be my favorite movie of the year, too, because (laughs) it's probably the only one I saw. So I agree. (laughs) It was fantastic. But,
1: like, it was so good, and I love the idea of, like, finally original IP. Yeah, like that movie is a movie that I hadn't seen before. Nothing I didn't know like where it. Where it was going? Nope. I didn't know anything about that. And I think that the emotional connection, like it was, it's basically like a mother-daughter love story. Yeah, and like how l- the life of the mother maybe wasn't exactly as she had thought. Yeah, and also how the daughter perceives her mother isn't exactly right either, because mm-hmm. the mother doesn't see herself in the way that she potentially want it to be right yeah. like yeah it's so good and I think on the rewatch it's even better so I thought <laughs> in the theaters and like there's so much to look yes. at like
0: there's so and much And like
1: what's happening Please, what, what timeline are we in what are we mm-hmm. doing and then on the rewatch you're like ah there's that little piece there's that little piece and you can really yeah. like push it together so I on the re-watch, rewatch yeah
0: it really really holds up it's hard enough for me to watch a movie so to rewatch <laughs> it's extra hard but I will
1: Um, and then I think the most fun I had at the movies Mm -hmm. is a little bit of a tie between Top Gun Maverick. I knew it. (laughs) I knew it. (laughs) Like, did you see Top Gun Maverick? No. (laughs) Like, fantastic theater experience. Well, yeah. At the beginning of the movie. So I saw it in the summer, I think very close to the opening weekend, Mm -hmm. if not the opening weekend and at the beginning tom cruise is just like big on your screen talking to the audience and he's all like welcome back to the movies <laughs> and everyone's and, like Whoa! yeah basically in the right theater, yeah. so it was just like a huge like moment mm-hmm. and that is i fun. think it's better in some ways than the first because it can they can do more things now right yeah. so like things look better things are better there's such like an emotional part with val mm. humer <laughs> uh anyways very very good but I think The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent by our favorite Oh, yes.
0: See, I haven't even seen that one yet. Nicolas Cage, where are you? I know. Well, I was so excited for it to come out, and then I kind of forgot about it until, like, last week when I saw it come through at work. I was like, oh, my God. That movie came out, and (laughs) I forgot. Um,
1: So, yeah, I should watch. It's on my list. It's a good one. And it's, like, it's funny, and it's, like, Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage, but also making fun of Nicolas Cage. And I just... It's perfect. Amazing. So good. And, like... I just want to highlight a really small movie that I saw that I haven't heard really, like, anyone talking about. Mm-hmm. It's on Amazon Prime. It's called Don't Make Me Go. And so it stars John Cho. Um, And he plays a father to a teenage daughter who is... This is part of the story. She's biracial. She's Asian and black. And she doesn't know her mom. Her mom mm-hmm. just decided she didn't want to be a mom. Ups and leaves. And, like never had a hand in raising her hmm. so before heading off to college and before like being you know adult person yeah. um her father john cho decides i he's having a health crisis so he's gonna take his daughter across the country to meet her mother and to hopefully like for them to foster a relationship because he thinks that perhaps he won't be around for right. his daughter yeah. so and he doesn't want her to be alone and the movie has the most heartbreaking twist of my life but it wasn't cheap and it was so emotionally grounded that you are crying like a small (laughs) baby but it's just it's so well done and the relationship between father and daughter and the actors that play those characters Mm -hmm. are just it's so fantastic and it's such like a quiet like road trip kind of movie and nothing is fantastical about it you know like anything that happens in the movie could happen in real life right and it's just it's so good and it just has really resonated with me i saw it about four months ago Mm -hmm. and i think about it a lot but i don't think (laughs) i can rewatch it because i was so distraught crying alone in my living room um but it's so so good so if you get a chance i don't know that the library crying a little bit (laughs) yeah i don't know that the library has it um or will get it like in the future Fair, because yeah. it's a prime streaming at present but if you come across it definitely recommend oh, that's good and it came out this year
0: I will add it to my list Yeah. Aww. sometimes you're just in the mood to cry so it's kind of nice I wasn't expecting
1: that level but, of cry but that's the
0: thing if you're not expecting yeah. it
1: so it was yikes. but it was very good and not cheap mm-hmm. He,
0: he looks like, super and familiar as an actor too. Like I looked up his picture. He was
1: in like Harold and Kumar Go to White <gasps> <Castle>. <gasps> Yes. Okay, that's right. <laughs> like, Star Parker Trek and Humber. stuff. Yeah, yeah.
0: So he's been around.
1: He has been around, but I think lately he's been playing a lot of these like dad roles. Like mm-hmm. he was in that movie, that horror movie, Searching. That horror, thr- not not horror, more thriller. Oh, okay. Um, that takes place all like you see a computer monitor, so it's like all the little IMs, all the oh. chats, all the whatever, and he's trying to find his missing daughter. Oh, okay. um, but, yeah, I do like him in these, like, smaller roles that yeah. he's been doing as of late. That's just cool. really, really good. Yeah. Mm, interesting. So, on to books, because we have more to discuss on to there. On books. Sage. But I love hearing about the movies. <laughs> so she says. No, I'm just kidding. I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what kind of
1: things... What's one that you want to highlight?
0: Um, so, for books... I, I think I've talked about, I got into romance a little bit this year. I was, I was not forced, I <laughs> experimented a little bit and they're pretty good. Yeah. I, I had some that I enjoyed. Um, one was actually one that you recommended. I think we've talked about it before, but when Gracie met the grump. By yeah. I have that my list too. Yeah. It, it was really, really good. It's a yeah. thick, it's a thicker book. Um, and for a romance too, a little spice at the end. But as I think we've talked about before, it was just the buildup and the tension that the author <laughs> yes. creates in the story. Was very good. It's superhero really, yeah. powers, you know. It's a book, it's a premise the that cartel. I hadn't read.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that I hadn't read. And there's a lot of like elements that you think this isn't going to work, or there's yeah. too many like diverging elements, but they all come back together. They do. But I just, I love the idea of a superhero that's just like, mad about it. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> I'll I really do don't it, want to but I'm not gonna this. be happy about it. <laughs> and I really like her, Like that, I think that might be my favorite read of the year. Mm-hmm. So like, it just found me at the right time. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, everything about it. But like, I've read a few of her books now. So her name is Mariana Zapata. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just, I like her. She's, so far, all of the books I've read, which I think are five or six at this point. Okay. They're all these like slow burn. Mm-hmm. But none as slow as, <laughs> as crazy about <as laughs> the crazy about the growth. But they're all so like if that's your trope, if you're like I want a slow good burn. slow burn with then
0: some tension. That's that's for you. Yeah, it 100%. was very, very a very satisfying <laughs> yeah. conclusion. Yeah, it was all really good.
1: What else is on your like list? One. Oh, I should do one. Yeah, do one. Okay, so my other favorite reads of the year are are a reread series for me. So I reread the Dr. Charlotte Stone series by Karen Robards, which is Mm, a um, mystery thriller romance with like some paranormal elements. It's just (laughs) Uh, everything. It's got everything. Yeah, it's a four book series. I think it's coming up on 10 years old. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, And I had read it when it was new and I thought about them a lot and I'd recommended them to like some different people over the years or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then... About mid-year, I was like, you know, I was rearranging my bookshelves, as (laughs) Will does. Came
0: across them again. Yeah, I did. And I Mm -hmm. was
1: like, I should, I'll read it. And then, usually during the week, I don't have as much reading time as I want, because dog. And (laughs) somehow I managed to read all four in one week, and then I was so sad about it. I know. I was so sad about it. Did you just ignore dog (laughs) for like a whole week? (laughs) What happened? I just, I don't know. I think... When you're like super into it, you just make the time. So instead That's of true. like binging something, instead of
0: like cooking dinner, you know, yeah, whatever. <laughs> we'll just read Basic a book. needs, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> bathing, yeah,
1: whatever. Um, I just couldn't, I couldn't get enough of it, and uh-huh. it, I loved it more. And maybe it's because I could anticipate some of the things right yeah. upcoming. Be like, ooh, this is the book where such and such happens. Or yeah. Whatever. Um, if you're looking it up at home, you might have some questions because <laughs> uh, she plays a. Psychiatrist Psychologist That studies serial killers Because of something That's happened in her past And at the beginning She is interviewing A serial killer For her paper For her work And he is His name is Michael He's charming (laughs) He's killed Allegedly Mm -hmm. Not allegedly He's been convicted Of killing multiple women Okay And you're like Oh But they have such charm Together What's going on (laughs) And then he immediately dies Oh but what we don't know about Charlotte Stone is that she, the reason she's so good with these cases and solving these crimes is because the victims talk to her and
0: she sees uh, ghosts and whatnot. Oh so boy. who becomes a ghost? Oh no. Michael. Yeah. So it's like a ghosty romance? Yep. It happens, so that all she, happens within uh, like two okay. chapters.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So it's just, it's so good. It's very formulaic in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, it's what you expect from like a criminal minds episode or something like that. Very like procedural, but then you have this like romantic paranormal element. Right. And with it's a fantastic.
0: serial killer. <laughs> Listen,
1: we don't know if he's a serial killer. He's just been convicted of it. Okay, right. <laughs>
0: I guess who knows what the evidence was. Exactly, we don't in, know. My mm-hmm. in my defense. In my defense. That does sound interesting though.
1: It's very good and I recommended it to one of our coworkers probably like 4 or 5 years ago and this was prior to her reading anything like with enemies to lovers <laughs> and she's like I can't go that far. Right. I can't go serial killer. And I'm like listen, just give it a shot. Basically and she's like no. But then she came to me about 6 weeks ago and she said, "Do you remember that series that you recommended to me?" And I was like, "No." She's like, "I think I'm ready." I was like now's yes. the time so Been converted yeah we have them all here at the library mm-hmm. so i would definitely recommend them mm. it's a it's a niche a
0: little but, <laughs> but they're if, good But if you like mystery a little yeah. bit of like thriller sprinkle a little romance in there some ghosts you yeah. got everything you could want yeah it, it literally could give you no more yeah <laughs> excellent
1: what else have you enjoyed
0: Um, I really enjoyed, I was kind of a little late on the bandwagon reading this one, but Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir. Oh, yeah. Very sci-fi, some little aliens, perhaps. (laughs) Um, but I just really liked the way it was written. Um, like kind of the main character, he's very smart, very well-educated, but just the way, because he goes to outer space on a mission to essentially save the world from little aliens that they discover, um, and it's just him alone. And yeah. And he just wakes up on this ship and he's getting his memory back. And then it's just him doing all the all of these kind of at the beginning, these little science experiments to be like, oh, this is what's happening. And this, and I remember this now. <laughs> yeah. And it was just really interesting. I really enjoyed that. Um, and and like, like Andy, where's the one who wrote The, the Martian? Martian? So it yeah. has similar like alone in space. Which I've heard sciencing it out the vibes. rights for the movie for Project Hail Mary have been... There's things. Yeah. Well, Artemis so. too. Like he has yeah. that Artemis
1: book that was also optioned. So yeah. I I like his writing. I think some of it gets a little science bogged down for me. A you little bit. Which it,
0: I don't mind it. If you don't I, mind it.
1: I've struggled a little bit. To me, Artemis is more readable because mm-hmm. you have less of that like science, science it out. Yeah. But in terms of like story, very Pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. So, I really like that one. One of my discoveries this year, because like sometimes you just like find stuff, yeah. and I think this was probably from TikTok, from probably. one of those videos <laughs> with like the quote completely out of context. Yeah, and you're that, like, <gasps> yeah, what that could usually this be about? steers me wrong because as yes. soon as you look it up, it has everything that you hate, or you start reading it and it's just terrible. Yeah. Um, but I did find one author this year in particular, and I think from TikTok. Her name is Katharina Mora. And she has a series called Off Limits that I found so readable, it was like it was near an obsession. Okay. Um, highly, highly readable, very like overly dramatic, melodrama mm-hmm. type of angst, which I love. The first book has, um, or not the first book, the third book maybe has my favorite thing, which is the one I read first, which is Amnesia. Okay, I love yeah. Amnesia. <laughs> Do you have to read them in order? No, I read them out of order, and okay. I wasn't mad about it. But um, I think if you read it in order, like most romance series that feature returning characters, mm-hmm. then you can see some of their buildup before right, their yeah. book, and you can anticipate a little bit. But I think authors, particularly in the romance genre that don't have, like, to-be-continued style series, mm-hmm. I think they realize that readers are going to start maybe where they want to start. Right. So that they catch sense. you up a little bit or they mention something here or there and you're not completely lost yeah. if you're starting at book mm-hmm. three or book four or whatever. Okay. So I really liked her. you Yeah. If you're looking <laughs> for, like, drama, I would recommend that. 100%. 100%. There you go.
0: <laughs> That's all we'll say. Yeah. What about you? You've been reading more this year than been you've been reading, reading in the last couple more. years. I have um, some other, like two others that I enjoyed by the same author. Um, I, I'll add them to the list. It's not, that they were like my top, top favorites, but mention worthy out of like what I've read this year, they were pretty good. Um, and it was the love hypothesis and then love on the brain by um, Allie Hazelwood. Yeah. Two, two romances, two STEM romances. <laughs> yes. <'cause> science. <laughs> um, and they were good. I think I probably enjoyed the first one more. Which was Love Hypothesis. Yes. Um, I liked the other one too, but the main character shares the same name as my brother. So, like, when you get to the spicy bit, I I didn't love reading that. I could, you know, separate, but it was just like a little weird for me. (laughs) I agree. I also find it hard when
1: like the main character has my name. Yeah. And like some people like it. One of You're our coworkers, like, I not do this. I know. One of our coworkers recently was telling me about a book last week, and it, she, the book, the female main character shared her name, and I was like, oh, I'm out, mm-hmm. I'm out on this. And she was like, I like it. <laughs> it's fun. I never forget the characters' names. And Personal it's like, preference. Fair.
0: Yeah. But like, I find it weird. I don't know. A little bit. And like, you can't help it because no, because
1: there's only so many names in the world. Exactly. Yeah. But so it, does, it does get a little weird. Do you ever like find a book? Just like speaking about names, where it's somebody that you didn't like, or it's a celebrity that you didn't like, that they happen to share the same name, <laughs> and then suddenly you're like, I'm out. Sometimes. All I can picture is is the person or the th- situation that I didn't like. Yeah. So, like,
0: <laughs> or even like people in here. real life are like, yeah. ooh, I don't know about... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know about you. It's so bad.
1: Um, I'm also going to say I read a manga this year. <gasps> For you. It's not completed. Which um, one it's a little romance one, of course. Okay. Called "Sign of Affection."
0: Okay, no, I have not. Heard. Um,
1: I think the library has five or six. Volumes? I, are they called volumes? Volumes,
0: yeah. <laughs> I was <gonna> issues, <laughs> no.
1: Um, and it's just like really, really cute. So, uh, it's called "Sign of Affection" because the main female protagonist is uh, deaf, mm-hmm. and she uses sign to speak and interact with the world around her, and the guy that she sort of has a crush on Mm -hmm. is very interested in languages and he travels quite a bit and whatever and then he notices that she's deaf so then he wants to learn sign language and then it's always so cute and like it's so
0: cute there are some good like uh, romances in manga it's very
1: very cute and I am enjoying it but I hate waiting I just, I wish that all of the volumes had been out because like we have five or six and like that's caught up.
0: Yeah. So we're just waiting on the new issues. Yeah. Or volumes to come in. I know a lot of the times like they do release them online. But Um, it's not the same. No, I know. But then because a lot of the times they'll release chapters like weekly. So like each chapter. And then once it's all done, then it gets published as the actual volume. Mm -hmm. So it can take some time. Yeah, that's the part that's painful for me. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it is. Especially if it's
1: one you really enjoy. And like so. I accidentally, we'll get into this in our reading watch, and listening. I accidentally started a series that the next book is is not oh, out. No. Yeah.
0: It's Big very mistake. very bad.
1: Do you have another one? Mm, no. No. Just quickly mm-hmm. because I think it deserves to be highlighted. My favorite series mm-hmm. that we've talked about on here before. Mm-hmm. Psy Changeling Trinity, uh, Trinity, Trinity. easy for me to say. Psy <laughs> Changeling Trinity by Nalini Singh. The newest book, Storm Echo, came out. I think I talked about it right before we took our summer hiatus. Mm-hmm. And just, just get into her. Just start reading them. <laughs> just what are you waiting for at this point? You can read any book out of order. It doesn't matter. Okay. I think that you, if you're building and you care about it yeah read them in order as close to in order as you can get Mm -hmm. but like honestly she doesn't miss every single time i'm not mad (laughs) every single time that's all i'm gonna say there you
0: go you've (laughs) heard it it here yeah exactly what kind of tv you've been doing i've been watching some shows and i think i've mentioned before like i consume like a lot of like youtube type Mm -hmm. thingies um so if we're doing like shows first um this year's season of love is blind what a disaster! <laughs> if you've watched it, you know. Um, messy, messy show. <laughs> very messy show. Uh, if you haven't heard of Love Is Blind, they just get people who are looking for love. Yeah. Um, and they split up the men and the women, and then they basically go on blind dates, literally, because they're talking through a wall, and they don't get to meet until they get engaged. Yeah. And then the they twist get to... being all of them are very conventionally attractive. Uh, there is yeah exactly. Yeah. So like I would love a show if they just got normal people average people yeah because like all of these people are gorgeous yeah doesn't matter um but they're still so vain even though (laughs) even though like they're so gorgeous some of them are just horrible people and yeah very messy show so then they they get engaged and then they meet and then they live their little lives together and then they get uh they meet at the wedding and then that's where they say yes or no and then they decide if they get married.
1: I watched some recaps of these because I don't watch the show, but yeah. my sister was sending me a lot of recaps on TikTok. And a lot of them said no this time.
0: A lot of them did it say no. It seemed. A lot of them did, did say no. I don't think the first season was the best season you cannot recreate the magic of what happened on that first season um, because now I think everyone is just kind of going on their show maybe to find love, maybe just to get some Instagram followers, um, I think. To get a little internet fame is kind of what's happening now. Oh, okay. Because I think there were three, two or three couples from the first season who did say yes, and they've been together now for, like, five years. Oh, okay. So, like, it did work, and I think the second season – a few said yes, and they've all been divorced now. <laughs> and I think only, oh, I can't remember from this last season. It, it said, felt like basically yes, no but, one said yes. But I don't think anyone, I didn't think anyone was going to say yes of those who did. So very messy. And the reunion, which is like a year later, is like, oh, it's just so dramatic. And that's on Netflix. And that's on Netflix. And, and um, Nick and Vanessa Lachey host. Um, Which is odd to me. It is odd, but I love them. I just love (laughs) them as a couple. I think they're so funny and they get along really well from what we see on TV. Who knows? Um, But yeah, so that's a fun one. If you like some messy reality TV, (laughs) it's pretty good. What about you? (laughs) Um,
1: Let's just change (laughs) completely. Uh, One of the ones I really enjoyed this year was called Severance Mm -hmm. on Apple TV+. And it is basically... This, like, group of, like, normal people working in an office-type building. Right. And when they go into work, they go through the elevator, and everything from their oh, home yeah, life right. is dissected from their work life and vice versa. And so this company, we don't know what they do. We don't know mm-hmm. what they make. Because when they're in the company, they're doing whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem to make sense but we know that they have the technology to like change what you see or what you remember or how you know things right. so what we're seeing is what the characters are seeing so we don't know what the truth is oh that's so it's, it's so creepy. weird um, it, it had really good suspense in a lot of the episodes in terms of like the mystery element mm-hmm. of it to me it, it felt as I was watching it, I was certain that it was like a one off miniseries type of show, and that mm-hmm. you were going to get some kind of conclusion or you know, something. And got to episode 10 and realized it was not a miniseries, <laughs> it is a series. And I don't know how how far you can sustain this. I don't know where their mythology is going. Right. But it was well acted. It was well cast. It was well shot. Like very like interesting ways to use the camera in some Mm -hmm. kind of like foreboding ways. I really did enjoy it. I'm going to watch the second season. Mm -hmm. But they're only going to get so many from me before <laughs> I'm just like you have to tell me something. You can't just constantly be asking a question and right. never giving back to the audience. That's fair. at this point I feel like I have nothing.
0: <laughs> fair enough, which is so, not a fun place to no, be for No, but a show. like
1: it was it was so well done and it was one of my favorite watches of the year mm-hmm. in terms of experience that I will mention it, but, but they they, they got to keep me for number 2. To do. They do. They really do. Mm, that's funny. Yeah, what else you've been watching, enjoying?
0: Um, I have all caught up on The Boys, which is an Amazon Prime um, exclusive. I think. I think it's only on Prime. I think it might be, yeah. Um, it is also superhero type show, except it is. I think it's one of the best shows I've ever watched. Just purely on like the satire of it. It is so good because <laughs> it's like I think if superheroes were to exist in real life. This is how it would be in the times of like, capitalism. Like they would be yeah. like, absolutely. They would be like commercialized. Um, they all work for one company. Yeah. They like act in movies. Like it's just <laughs> so good, so good. And I think the cast is really good too. Yeah. Because um, it's it's um, what's his face? Jack Wade. for a second. Yes. Jack Wade, Jack Carl Wade, Urban, yes. oh, and they're Jensen so Ackles. Just, I feel like the chemistry they all have is really good, too. Oh, yeah, Jensen Ackles. Love yeah. him. <laughs> haven't seen him in anything since Supernatural, <laughs> which I haven't which, watched in years. Which, to be fair, I was going to say, rad for about near too 20 long, years. Yeah. Way too long. Entirely yeah, too long. But 100%. he's fantastic. And I think it's just a really good show. If you don't like Blood and Gore, not the show for you, because <laughs> like from the first episode. Um, and there's a character called The Deep. And he's basically, like, Aquaman. And he's played um, by the guy who played... Chase Crawford. Yeah, Chase Crawford in Gossip Girl. So just, like, amazing (laughs) cast. And I think they're just all so good. And they actually have a YouTube channel, like, in real life, where they post videos. So it'll be, like, him doing a, a, like... Um, National, like, Ocean Day or something, yeah. and he'll do this, like, weird little ad. It's hilarious. <laughs> I love that. I
1: think they get along. I follow Carl Urban inexplicably. I don't know how I start following him on Instagram. Yeah. But oftentimes, like, he'll post things that Pictures they're doing just together as a yeah. cast, and they seem to get along, which I think probably translates to what you're seeing on screen in terms Absolutely, of, like, their yeah. chemistry. Yeah.
0: So
1: yeah, let's not just... judge me based on my Carl it's yeah. <laughs> Instagram following. We love him. We love him. <laughs> I have no idea why I would be following him, though. But I know that I do. He's cute. I don't know. I, I <laughs> literally have no idea. <laughs> nothing. I just saw him one day. And you're like, Basically, Good enough. And I'm Good just going to be a stalker me. now. Um, so I have to mention this one mm-hmm. because I really enjoyed this season. There were some things I didn't love, but on the whole, Stranger Things. Oh, Yeah. Like, what That's a, a summer too. watch phenomenon. Absolutely. I It was a little bit mad that they split it up into two parts, mm-hmm. but I understand why they did it. I think it was smart <laughs> that they did it that way. because It
0: would just be too much.
1: It would have been, because they It'd were be longer much. episodes, um, much dark. Like, the show is dark.
0: But the first been, episode, I was actually really surprised, because yeah. a few people warned me. They're like, it's kind of, like, there's a lot going on. It's very on. violent and very yes. dark
1: right from the first. And I think... It's an interesting choice mm-hmm. because... <laughs> they got rid of all like their little kid
0: fans. Basically, right? Like, so
1: the kids are teenagers in real life, late, mm-hmm. late teens, early 20s somethings. So the stakes are, they feel much higher. Yeah. And the gore, drama, horror of it all... Yeah, the end of that first episode, yeah. you're like, excuse me, what?
0: I know. Like, this is not a show for
1: children No. <laughs> like, because it it, it it had that very nostalgic, like, 80s, like, Stand By Me vibe of mm-hmm. these, like, children, or, like, a Goonies type and, like, of thing. like, the first season, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Very nostalgic. Very, like, yes. children, high stakes, they have the scary monster, people are actually dying. Like, I get all that. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't horror. No. I wouldn't and have called it... it now it's full horror. Yeah. Like... The end of the season, for example, what happens to one of the main characters Mm -hmm. is, I wasn't expecting. No. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, what a good watch. And, like, what a stranglehold that show had on the summer for every single person. And, like, shooting old songs up to the top of the charts. I
0: know.
1: Um, I know. So, I don't know. I had to mention it because, like... It's not 2022. If you don't mention Stranger
0: Things. It was very too true. big. I forgot about that. It was too big. It was. Very good. I couldn't go on, like, TikTok for, like, two oh, every single thing. It so I couldn't yeah. handle it anymore. No. But, yeah, great great. Every mention. single thing. Do you got another one? I do. So onto, like, kind of, like, my youtube things. Because mm-hmm. we've talked about before how we're kind of, like, not super interested interested in, like, the true crime so much as anymore, I've kind of pivoted from, like, true crime to, like, live law, um, like, (laughs) court proceedings. (laughs) Yeah, I dig it. Right? (laughs) Yeah. So there's a a lady that I watch on YouTube. Her name is Emily D. Baker. She um, is a lawyer. She um, doesn't, like, practice as much anymore, Mm -hmm. but she does, like, on, like, you know... Commentary um, type things? Commentary, and also if someone needs, like, a consult or something, she'll do that too. But she was also... Um, I think for, like, 15 years she was an L.A. deputy district attorney. Oh, so, so like she's, she's, like, familiar. She is familiar. She's very well-educated, very smart woman. And she even, she says in, like, her own intro, not afraid of the cursy words. <laughs> um, so if you mind the cursy words, she might not be for you, but she's hilarious. And, yeah, she does, like, commentary on, like, different, um, like, court cases. She'll go over, like, court documents and, like, what they mean. Um, oh, I
1: think I've seen... A couple of hers. You might have. Yeah. She yeah. Has, like
0: glasses. She usually kind of has her hair up in a bun. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I think she got really popular when like the whole like Johnny Depp Amber Heard case was going on because that was televised. Um, she was like getting like 200,000 views like because wow. she does it live sometimes too. So sometimes she'll go for like four or five hours at a time because oh, wow. um, she like streams live. Um, and recently she did, she doesn't do a lot of like criminal cases just cause she did a lot of that in her own line of yeah. work. She, it's not her favorite thing to do anymore, but she recently did, um, it was the Waukesha, like uh, Christmas parade attack that oh, happened in yeah. the States. Mm-hmm. Um, the man, he was accused in that he's been convicted now. That was a crazy one. He was defending himself in court. He was was declaring himself to be a sovereign citizen. Yes. Yes. So having her insight in all of it and all of her knowledge was so interesting. And even just knowing, I know it's a bit different because that's in the States than it is in Canada. But, like, if you've never been inside of a courtroom, you have no idea how it all works. And some of the procedural stuff, you're just like, I don't understand
1: why this happened and then that happened.
0: I know. So having her insight is, like, super cool. And just, she's, yeah, she's a really cool person. And I really like, because there's the live chat, because she's streaming live, Mm -hmm. she has very strict rules. Like, there's no name-calling, like, even if you hate the person that's, you know, done these horrible things. They keep it a very respectful place. Oh, so it's quite moderated. It is heavily moderated, which I think is good, because... If you're trying to elevate
1: conversation and really absolutely. actually inform public,
0: you can't have you can't the... have everything being the same both nope. sides kind of <laughs> argument. It has to be vetted information. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so, I like that. Yeah, so I would really recommend checking her out. She streams, I think, like everywhere, but I just watch her on YouTube because yeah. that's where I watch all of my stuff. But, yeah, she has, like, her live videos, and then you can always go watch them back afterwards. But mm-hmm. um, there's, like, a big case that's coming up in the States – um, in, like, January, so she knows she's going to be doing that one, and that one is also, like, criminal, but it's, like, it's almost like a movie. There's just a lot of moving parts for that one, so that's something to look for, <laughs> Not to look forward to, because it's, like, you know, real life and real... But it's, like,
1: sort of a documentary commentary, basically, right? Because you're watching what's real, mm-hmm. but she's helping you put it in context based on her experience. Yeah. Which, like, everybody's experiences different. are different and have different perspective, but... To find someone that seems Mm -hmm. trustworthy and knowledgeable. That's that's why I love things like YouTube. Because, like, people who are just people... Oh, I know. In their profession, doing whatever they're doing. Yeah. They can really help lay
0: people understand what is going on. (laughs) I know, because there's a lot. And if you don't know, who's to tell you, right? Well, and
1: if you don't know the system, you can't ever see its shortcomings, necessarily. Mm -hmm. And then in terms of, like being able to vote appropriately or to know like what you should do like I mean some things translate across Mm -hmm. borders right like if you were arrested for something or whatever like if you had no idea about anything and you've never even heard the terms yeah (laughs) like it would be like it would be overwhelming regardless yeah but if you're hearing words for the first time after you've been arrested yeah, good luck.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, not good. That's why you get a lawyer. But... I, I love that. Yeah. I love
1: that people have that opportunity now. Oh, yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's just people who started off being like, I have an expertise to
0: share, mm-hmm. and I will. She also has, she also did a TED Talk, too. Oh. And, and, like, people always. I like TED Talks. Right? I can't <laughs> remember exactly what it was about, but, um, yeah, I am I would assume maybe something law-related, if not. Um, but, yeah, she's super cool. She's a mom. Um, she has cats, so they like pop into her stream too. And yeah, it's just a really, really respectful like community that yeah. she's made, which I think also helps her in the long run too. So yeah. I would really recommend watching her nice. if, if you're interested in court proceedings. <laughs> if not, she's also just funny. So that sounds good. Yeah. Uh, my last one
1: is Bridgerton season two. Oh, I have never watched. So Bridgerton, season, Bridgerton is based on the Bridgerton books by Julia Quinn, mm-hmm. who is a historical romance author primarily, and she had this big series. I, I think they're 20 years old. They must be at least 20 years old. That's crazy, hey? Right? Um, and the Bridgerton series, well-loved by romance readers for many years, mm-hmm. uh, adapted for Netflix by Shonda Rhimes, a.k.a. Grace Anatomy. Anatomy. Um, <laughs> and basically every season is one of the books, because okay. each book focuses on a different Bridgerton sibling. So the first book was The Eldest Daughter getting married. Very, for Netflix, for shows, for whatever. Mm -hmm. Fairly spicy with their scenes and whatnot. Um, In the second book, it's The Eldest, uh, The Viscount. Okay. Bridgerton. And he is, he's more of a reserved character. Mm -hmm. So like it's fewer spicy scenes because it's very like enemies to lovers. Right. They, these are books that I've loved for like, Nearly 20
0: years. So they have a lot... High expectations. They do.
1: And in some ways, they have met and exceeded. And in Mm -hmm. other ways, the changes that they've made, I don't love. Like, there's one plot point in particular in season two that I was really upset about. And I think on twofold, one, it doesn't happen in the book. And Mm -hmm. two, I think it puts unnecessary pressure on a sister relationship that didn't need it. Because there was drama to be had elsewhere (laughs) and I don't know so it's like sometimes I'm just like a little I feel bad because like I'm being vague but if you haven't enjoyed it and you want to I don't want to spoil Spoil it for you um but I just think that sometimes and like Shonda Rhimes is well known for this you are a Grey's Anatomy watcher just to be drama to have drama absolutely yes (laughs) and the books have drama but not just for but not for drama's sake they are pushing The narrative forward. They're Mm -hmm. driving the story. And there's one huge plot point in season two Mm. that I really, really struggled with. And I also struggled with... So there's a character in the books... Called Lady Whistledown, and she has this like gossip paper. And okay. she's clearly a lady of the ton, and like she knows a lot of like insider secrets. And okay. she publishes these insider secrets secrets, and everyone's like, ooh, scandalous. And how <laughs> does she know all this? And like, whatever, whatever. In the books, you don't find out who that is, and I think until like the fifth book. Okay. In the show, you find out at the end of season one. Oh, okay. Which I think ruins it a little bit because the plot point for that particular character mm-hmm. in her own book that comes up is huge right like it is it's the main conflict of that book oh, and i don't know how you do it first of all they're starting to do the books out of order now they're oh, gonna God. do yeah they're <laughs> gonna do not book three which is my favorite book an author uh, an offer from a gentleman they're gonna do um I think it's the fifth book, might even be the fourth book. Mm -hmm. They're going to do it in place of three. Interesting. And I'm just curious how they are going to do this. Because in the books, this character stops being Lady Whistledown. Because it's revealed on a large scale, there's much drama with her love interest, etc. So I don't know how Lady Whistledown continues after season three. And right. it's a huge, huge plot point for the show too. The narrator of the show is Lady Whistledown, voiced mm. by Julie Andrews. Mm. Glorious. Right. But I, I just I have some I have some concerns. Generally speaking, <laughs> it's still like a B plus A minus show for me. Right. Very solid show. Right. I haven't rewatched either of the seasons. I don't know why, because I am a rewatcher, I'm a rereader, mm-hmm. but they're not calling back to me. Mm, but I enjoy so... them,
0: so I would recommend a them. telling,
1: yeah. I don't know. Do you have another
0: one to share? Yeah, I have another YouTube one. Um, so I kind of got back into them this last year, and they're like. People that I had watched when I was like a child—they've been on YouTube for like a long time. So it's Rhett and Link with Good Mythical Morning. Do you know uh, of them? Oop. No. So they—they're two best friends. Okay. They've been best friends since like elementary school, and they're in their forties now. Oh. Um, and they've built this almost like empire of like this um, like media almost franchise. Okay. Um, but they have like, they it's called Good, Good Mythical Morning. So five days a week, like Monday to Friday, they upload content. So they upload two videos. So there's like the main show and then there's the after show. Um, and it's almost like a variety show. They have different reoccurring segments that they do, um, but sometimes they do new stuff. And they're just, it's very like they're pretty clean guys like they're like they make some jokes sometimes but it's like family friendly Yeah. which i kind of love because it's just something you can watch and like laugh at and you it's not, just like, like warm ex- comfort yes yeah. and and they're such nice guys um they're actually ex um evangelical christians interesting yeah so um <laughs> up until i think like in their 20s is kind of when they like deconstructed and yeah. moved away from that um along with their wives cuz they got married super young yeah. they've been with their wives yeah. for like God, 20 years. like 20 some years have their kids and everything um, So yeah so they just kind of do variety show and they also have kind of an offshoot which is called like mythical kitchen um, where they have like a whole team of staff and they also kind of do like it's all like cooking related but they'll just do like funny outlandish like type cooking <laughs> stuff. Um, and then they also cook for the show so sometimes like one episode that they do, Um, they have like a big board of the world or of the, of like, you know, the countries, um, some are highlighted and then they'll be given a dish and there'll be a theme for each episode and then they'll taste it. Guess where that dish comes from. And then they have to throw a dart (laughs) and try to hit it. and whoever's closest gets the points or whatever. And, and so they have that kitchen and they cook like these, you know, different meals. And I don't know, it's just if you want something like kind of wholesome to watch yeah. um but also the relationship that they have with each other like you can just tell like they've been through it all yeah and they're like best friends yeah. right and even the relationships that they have with like the crew as well because they have a pretty big crew it's just very sweet like you can tell they all like actually really respect each other and like enjoy what they do which mm-hmm. is like having fun
1: which makes it enjoyable for the viewer especially like yeah. if you took a break from them
0: and then you've come back and it's like,
1: oh, you were waiting for me right? And you're still great. Because and... I think
0: I had heard, I think what I, what got me back to them was I saw a clip of them talking about their like, um, religious deconstruction in like an episode of their podcast. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, interesting. I kind of want to listen to that. I haven't heard from them in forever. Yeah. Listen to it, like thought it was a really great episode. And then I was like, maybe I should see what they're up to on YouTube. And they post so much content; it's like perfect. <laughs> I always have something to watch, yeah. right? So yeah, you're never waiting cool for the guys. upload. Mm-hmm. So they're
1: fun. I like that. Huh. So my last watch that I enjoyed this year, and it was like a slow burn enjoy, mm-hmm. was Obi Wan Kenobi.
0: Oh yeah, no, I haven't watched. Yeah, so I I, I, I love good, Star though. Wars.
1: I love Ewan McGregor. Mm-hmm. There are many things that I like about the show. Yeah. But the final episode was so good. And That's like, what I've heard. just, I realized that things were, like, a little bit slow, and I think sometimes the Star Wars fandom can be a little bit harsh mm-hmm. and, like, all of that kind of stuff. I liked the little girl that they cast to play Princess Leia. Yeah. I thought she was precocious and all the mm-hmm. things that she needed to be. Ewan McGregor, he's great all the time, forever. Yeah. Um It looked really good. It looked like, you know, Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Um, Hayden Christensen was back as Darth Vader, a.k.a. also in, you know... I love him. In other scenes as, like, Anakin. Mm -hmm. And it was really good. And the drama of... Because you know the show is building to, like, Darth Vader and and Obi-Wan Kenobi having their moments, Mm -hmm. right? Like, they're... Both sides of a coin Like opposite yeah. sides Right So you know That they're going to build And do this And once they are Sharing screen together mm-hmm. Either as Anakin And Obi-Wan Or as Darth Vader And Obi-Wan Just so good Yeah And I think that Because it's Disney is making a lot of content, uh, Star Wars content, Marvel mm-hmm. content, whatever. I think sometimes things get lost a little bit. I haven't seen Andor yet. I was waiting for it all to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, Obi-Wan is one of those characters that you, like, care about. Yeah. And it made some sense to me to have this, like, mm-hmm. little mini-series to be like, this is what he was doing mm-hmm. within that <laughs> 20-year timeline. Busy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I really liked it, and... I don't think that it disappoints that final battle, if you will, between mm-hmm. the two of them before they would meet again in A New Hope. Right. So I just, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. That's
0: nice. Yeah. I and I, I, I struggled at too.
1: first, but I really, like, it knew where it was going. Yeah, good. Yeah. And I, I doubted, but I should not have done. No? It. Yeah. There you go. I've
0: heard good things about Andor, too, I think. I've heard
1: excellent things about Andor, yeah. and it... Basically follows characters that we don't really know. It's one of the characters from Rogue One who dies at the end of Rogue One. Oh, okay. um, so it's his it's his story leading up to how he ended up
0: mm, doing what cool. he was
1: doing in Rogue One. But um, I I love and loathe mm-hmm. prequel stories because mm-hmm. when you know the ending, it's like oh
0: well yeah. you're gonna die anyway. So. Basically,
1: so yeah. I I struggle with it a little bit in the same way that I struggled with like Black Widow. Yeah, yeah, that type of thing. But, like, I love and loathe them. I don't know. Because I, I love getting that character again. Right?
0: Yeah. So Well, especially, like, um, like, you and McGregor. Like, you know, we've known them for so long. Yeah. Right?
1: And, yeah, they're just part of the mythology of the whole piece. So, yeah. like, when you see, like, in Mandalorian, when, like, Luke Skywalker showed up. Oh, my God. Like, what? holy smokes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, it's exciting because it's been part of... Of our lives, our whole life, because we don't know a world without Star Wars. Mm -hmm. So, very true. I don't know. Crazy. Hmm. Was that your last one? Yes. Okay. I'm just going to mention my two uh, albums quickly, and then we'll do our reading, watching, listening. So, before we get into our reading, watching, and listening, I'm going to mention two albums that if they're not on my Spotify wrapped, Spotify is (laughs) broken because I don't know how they couldn't be at this point. Um, so one is an uh, artist that I found on TikTok. He had a very big song on TikTok called Stick Season. Noah Kahan. are you not on that TikTok? It's the only Maybe. thing on my TikTok. Maybe not. If
0: I heard it, I would probably know it.
1: So his album is called Stick Season. The, okay. The uh, s- single that was like the biggest single for him so far, Stick Season. I don't think it's the best single on the album. It's okay. an ex- excellent song. It okay. got me to find him, but... There's one song on there called Homesick that I am just obsessed with. There's one called Halloween. Mm -hmm. Just an excellent, excellent uh, artist, writer, singer. I just, I really enjoy him. And, but my one true love this year Mm -hmm. for album. And if literally, if this is not my number one album on Spotify, (laughs) like, I don't really, I have no idea. Um, Orville Peck's Bronco. Okay. So Orville Peck is a sort of alternative country, um, Singer, he is openly gay, which is strange for or unusual, I should say, for country mm-hmm. music. He never shows his face. Mm-hmm. He has like a little Sia vibe, so he's yes. always wearing like his the mask. cowboy hat and like the little
0: fringe beaded mask. Yeah, masks. yeah. I love those. so
1: you never see his face. His voice is amazing. Mm-hmm. I have never heard such like a full, like m- powerful, like male singer voice. Mm, interesting. Very like emotionally driven in his lyrics um bronco i the entire album is a listen for me mm-hmm. like again there's not a song that i skip um well there's one that i don't love but i still listen to it <laughs> um but it's so so good and he has he's done some covers mm-hmm. in the back in his like a little back catalog like he did reba mcintyre's fancy oh so okay. good Um, He's also done some, like, live stuff of, like, I Will Always Love You. Like, Mm -hmm. he has just, he has an amazing voice. And just listen to any of his covers, listen to any of his songs. Amazing. If you're going to listen to one song to, like, fully get the vibe (laughs) of his voice from Bronco, um, listen to Let Me Drown. Okay. Just, like, full, full voice. Okay.
0: Maybe I I will. we (laughs) Will recommend. Yeah. I know of him, but I don't think I've actually ever... I don't think I've ever like seeked out his music yeah. to listen to. So, I'm not like a huge country No me either. But I don't know, it's his voice. There's something about him. Yeah. Okay. Like he had
1: during the pandemic, he did a um small like little side project and mm-hmm. he did two covers and they it was with Paul coffin who is another country music singer, very good voice as well, and they called themselves the Unrighteous Brothers. And they did a cover of You've Lost the Love and Feeling, mm, which okay. is an 80s tune from way back. And they also did Unchained Melody, mm-hmm. which people would know. If you can listen to Unchained Melody by the Unrighteous Brothers and not think <laughs> that it is one of the best songs and best arrangements and vocal performances, I don't even know you. Okay. Every time, every time it comes in my playlist, I like have a little moment of like, oh my word. Oh my word! I'm gonna have so, to look it up. Yeah, definitely get into Orville Peck if you haven't already. Mm.
0: What have you been reading? Ah, oh, so I just took home "Wrong Place, Wrong Time" by Jillian McAllister. Why do I know that? I think it's on like the Reese's Book Club pick. Like, I think it's one of like her picks. um I haven't started it yet. Is it that thriller? I think it's kind of like thriller type. So like concept is like so she's a mom, like the main character. Mm -hmm. Um, this is just from like the little flap on the book. So I haven't started it. I'll let you know (laughs) next time. Um she's waiting for her teenage son to get home. It's late at night, so she's like watching out the window for him and she sees him walking on the street, so she's like, oof, sigh of relief. Yeah. And then she sees him walking towards a stranger on the street and she sees him pull out a gun and shoot the stranger. She sees her son. She sees her son shoot a a stranger for no apparent reason. A seeming stranger. So, son's life is ruined. Her life is flipped upside down. She doesn't know what to do. Why did this happen? She goes to bed. The next day she wakes up, it's the day before again.
1: So, he hasn't killed anyone yet.
0: And so, every time, I think every time she goes to sleep, it's another day ahead until she can get far enough back in time to figure out why this happened, what's going on. So that's kind of the idea. Oh, wow. So it sounds – actually, I think it sounds really interesting. It does, yeah. Um, so I'm excited to start that one, and I will let you know.
1: I am reading a book called My Happy Marriage by Akumi Ajitogi, okay. I think the last name is. Um, So it's a little – it looks like a little novella-sized book. And it is translated from Japanese. Mm-hmm. And the cover is gorgeous. It looks like the most beautiful manga that you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. And so <laughs> when I picked it up originally, I thought it was a manga. Oh, and it's not? It's not. It's, oh, okay. like, it's like a little novel. Mm-hmm. Cute. And so basically, it's about this world where there are, quote unquote, gifted people. And if you are gifted and you come from a particular... Uh, Family in in the upper echelons, then you basically are like a king or queen. Like, Mm -hmm. you're wealthy, you have opportunity, you... All those things. So it's a very, like, high-class system. So we're following uh, the main character who is the product of this, like, alliance, political marriage between two Mm -hmm. very powerful families, except for she is giftless, they call her. She's giftless. So... Something happened to her mom, we don't know yet, okay. but her mom is deceased. Her father remarried when she was young, so mm-hmm. she's 19 years old now. Her father remarried when she was young. She was like maybe 5. Okay. To his like actual love. Right. So, the person that he wanted to marry before he had to make this political marriage. So, he marries her the stepmother. They have a child. Their child has gift. Mm-hmm. So, our main character that we follow is basically a servant in their household. It's like a Cinderella retail kind of. Okay. Um, And so she, you know, she's not part of the family, even though she's the eldest daughter of this very wealthy powerful family. So her sister has these opportunities to make these good political marriages or have these other opportunities for education, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. And there's this, like, really powerful family that their son sort of is, like, He has a reputation around him for being cruel and all these things. And the father just wants to make an advantageous connection with Mm -hmm. this family. So sends his eldest daughter to uh, basically vie for his hand in marriage so that they can have this political marriage. And so she shows up in his, like, cottage in the woods. It's very, like, cozy, (laughs) fantastical, but, like, very warm. And um, so basically he's had 6 to 10 women come out <laughs> and they just they get scared of him and leave okay so she knows that she has no other opportunities it's she makes this work or like nothing nothing like right. she'll be on the street basically cuz her father's like you can't come back here mm-hmm. so it's just, like, it's a slow story. This is the first one, and I'm absolutely heartbroken to discover that it is... Uh, it's not... There's no second there's one out done. yet. So, mm. there, in Japanese there is, but I, at present, do not read <laughs> Japanese. So, I think the second one comes out at the end of January. Okay. When I tell you I will be running... Yes. Like, I find this to be... Like, it is... It is a romance, but it's so quiet and so slow Mm -hmm. and so deliberately written and plotted and i i don't know if it's if that's more the style of like what japanese readers sort of come to know and enjoy Mm. and that sort of thing but it's not in a hurry to be anywhere and i find it unbelievably like cozy and comforting to read even when it is darker or talking about some darker themes Mm -hmm. I just, I'm in love Interesting. with this. I am
0: in love with Are it. Are you done the first one?
1: I, no, I'm about, okay. I'm about two thirds of the okay. way through. It's very, very short. Like it's. Little. It's little. Okay. Like I think it's <laughs> under 200 pages. Oh wow, okay. So each one is going to be like this little like mini novel. Oh, it's going to take forever. <laughs> I know. And I'm like so pained by it, but it's just, it's gorgeous mm-hmm. and like. To Stacy, shout out to Stacy at Chapters who had her little sticker for like Chapters like <laughs> recommends um, or Indigo employee recommends Stacy. Uh, bless you, Stacy, because you go. it did catch my eye. I did buy it, and I do love it.
0: Mm-hmm. That's so, so cute. There we are. <laughs> Thank you, Stacy. Yeah. What have you been watching? I have been watching. I think. I think we're on season three of Better Call Saul. Mm. I am. I'm in love with it. It's so <laughs> good. Um, like, just the, like, Bob Odenkirk plays He's the so character so great, and now we've got, I mean, if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, like, sorry, but I'm gonna, it's kind of old, so I'm going yeah. but, like, You've we finally years. have yeah. met, like, like, now we know about, um, Los Hermanos, like, the chicken place, Yeah. and we know what's going on there now, <laughs> and I just can't wait to see how, like, um, like, Bob Odenkirk's character gets involved with that, it's, <laughs> like, we know they end up in Breaking Bad, like, working together, Oh, and it's just so good. I can't say enough good things. Um uh, again, like you mentioned with like the one show, just the way they shoot some scenes and like the camera work yeah. and stuff. It's just so creative yeah. and um like I love the setting of just being like in the desert. <laughs> it's just so fitting for everything. Yeah. It's very good. I would highly recommend. I think the last season just came out, season six, so yeah. we're working towards that and then I'll be sad. <laughs> and then you can watch um, Breaking Bad. Well, I think I've I think I've convinced myself to finally watch Game of Thrones. Oh wow! Yeah, so we'll see. <laughs> we'll get I, an update in the new year. About yeah, that. I always said I wouldn't, but the like the prequel came out, and now I'm like, well, maybe we I need something to <laughs> well, watch. So maybe yeah. maybe I'll concede. <laughs> what are you watching?
1: I'm watching the X Files. Oh yes. And when I tell you that I am deep in on the X-Files, I mean it because I This gave... is not a first time watch. No, 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 no.
0: no. <laughs> I'm just making sure they know. This yeah. is not a first time this
1: watch. This is a, I watched X-Files as an inappropriately aged child in the 90s mm-hmm. who has been literally traumatized by some of the episodes because mm-hmm. I remembered <laughs> some of them so clearly because they actually gave me phobias for yeah. my later in life. Perfect. Shout out to X-Files. Um, But, and then I own the DVDs. I own the DVDs. But now it's streaming on Disney Plus. So the convenience. It's so easy. You don't even have to go, like, switch a disc. And when I tell you that this is my whole life now, I feel like nearly my whole personality. (laughs) I gave, and I'm not lying, this is not hyperbole, a 40 minute diatribe to my friend Mm -hmm. driving home. (laughs) From Lacombe, we had to take the long way because I was like, no, we got to get into Mulder, Scully, and Doggett. And how I've noticed certain things about the camera work, (laughs) the music, and the names that they use for each other. Like, when I tell you I'm deep in, I am so deep in it's gross. I'm so deep in that TikTok knows (laughs) that I'm deep in and they are feeding me edits of X-Files. No, no, no. no. Absolutely not. So I started watching it, mm, maybe like eight weeks ago Mm -hmm. and I am in the ninth season and these are like 22 episode seasons these are like old school TV seasons yes and I also watch the movie between season 5 and season 6 as you're (laughs) supposed to and I will watch the movie at the end of season 9 before going into 10 and 11 like you're supposed to (laughs) Um, but like my level like literally Literally, it's my whole personality right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I must be insufferable to everyone around me.
0: Because as long as they don't ask.
1: Yeah. The only... yeah Don't ask. See, you asked, and now we're in it.
0: Like, it is so... My I'm mistake. obsessed.
1: And I think that it... <laughs> uh, I think that it doesn't necessarily get its due in the way that it should.
0: Okay. Because... When did the show end? Um...
1: I think it originally ended, it started in 94. I think it originally ended in maybe 03. Goodness, okay. Um, Yeah, we're talking a long time Mm -hmm. ago. And then it had like two seasons, uh, like revival seasons. In the late teens, in late 20-teens. Okay. Um, But like they, they're, it's so good. I don't, I don't (laughs) understand. There's no words. No, I don't understand my level of absolute just love an obsession Mm -hmm. for it (laughs) like I don't know it's too much we could do like 17 podcasts we could just do a whole podcast yeah listen when I (gasps) tell yeah when I tell you
0: Claire explains X-Files to Sage yeah we could do it (laughs) listen
1: it could happen whether we record it or not Sage will be yeah I'll be hearing (laughs) about it don't worry (laughs) (laughs) anyways watch X-Files it's on Disney (laughs) (laughs) Plus or you can get it at the library whichever that too Get get into X Files. If you haven't, or if you want to revisit, just do it. Whatever.
0: What are you <laughs> listening to? I'm listening to. You're gonna be so shocked. Really? Yeah. Well, because I I like never listened to this kind of thing, but it was a like uh, Spotify original scripted podcast. Oh my. Called K63. Have you heard about it?
1: No, but I feel like I feel like Spotify has been telling okay. me about
0: it. Yes, <laughs> and it worked. So I always get emails from Spotify, and they're like, "Oh, you listen to this person," and I yeah. ignore them unless oh, it's something to do with my account. Delete. Yeah. So I got one, and I like looked at it. I was about to delete it, and I was like, "Oh, that sounds interesting," because it actually has like the cast are actors. That, I do like that. That yeah. I enjoy. Let me check it out. It's short. It's only ten episodes. It's about ninety minutes total. Okay. Um, it has Julianne Moore and Oscar Isaac as the cast and their chemistry proper actors very yeah. good, I love Oscar Isaac <laughs> love, so when I saw that I was like listen, I'm going so um, yeah, it's about 10 episodes so it's like, uh, Julianne Moore plays a New York psychiatrist um, named Eliza Knight and she be- begins treating a patient who's Oscar Isaac who's like, you know, named as like K63, like that's okay. his case number um, and he claims to be from the year of 2062. Okay. Yes. So, like, it kind of starts, like, it's, like, him trying to convince her that he is from the future. And he's telling her things. And a lot of the things that he's telling her, because the episodes are taking place in November of 2022. Like, they name the dates and everything. So you're like, oh, my God, this just, this just happened. <laughs> and the stuff that he's talking about is stuff, like, it seems almost... Like, almost far-fetched, but because of, like, the last two years that we've had of, like, pandemics, <laughs> yeah. the stuff he's talking about, you're like, oh, like, that could actually, like, yeah. that is not super New far fear off unlocked. anymore. yeah. <laughs> so, it is so good. It's actually, it's the English adaptation of, um, like, the Spanish, like, it was orig- originally written in Spanish by Julio Rojas, mm-hmm. um, Caso 63. Don't know how to say 63 in Spanish. <laughs> Um, And it was Spotify's most listened to scripted original podcast in Latin America. Wow. And then they transferred it over to English. And I think they did a really great job. Um, I did not expect the ending. Like, it was quite the twist. I wonder if there will be a season two because I was listening to it and I'm just like, what? And then it (laughs) ends. And then you're like, oh, my God. Um, But there was one little part that I found interesting because he describes himself as being in the ip generation which is the intra-pandemic generation Mm. so he grew up in between pandemics perfect like seeing people (laughs) behind a screen yeah um being afraid of everybody and just the 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 things that he describes happening it doesn't seem so far off anymore (laughs) maybe like five years ago i would have been like absolutely not that's never gonna happen um so he's basically trying to convince her um that he's from the future to help find a person who is patient zero. Mm. Um, Because in 2062, the life is kind of like, life is over as we know it yeah. because of one, you know, new little virus hanging around, (laughs) doing some things. All the fun things. Um, So yeah, it's a pretty quick listen. Like the episodes are like, I don't know, 10-ish minutes long. Yeah. Um, And they listen super quick. And like just the, the... Like, audio production is really good. Like, mm. and I really love it because I love, like, watching or listening to things while I'm getting ready. Yeah. But it's nice to have something to listen to that is scripted, like a show. Yeah. That you don't have to look at. Because if you're yeah. getting ready, I don't want to be, like, looking at the TV while I'm, like, trying to curl my hair. Yeah. So this is really nice. I don't even have to bother. Um, and the way, I should have said at the beginning, the way that it's listened to by you is like through the tape recordings of them in sessions. Oh, I love that. So like you hear the little click and then they say like, blah, blah, blah. K 63. Yeah. And it's so good. I love, they have really good chemistry. Their acting is really like pretty spectacular in it. And I just love the storyline and the little twist. I wish I could tell you. <laughs> <It's so laughs> I'm going to listen to cause it. Cause then I at the end you. you're just like, how'd that happen? Yeah. Cause then you find out. Yeah. You, cause at the very beginning you don't know why he, is in, like, a treatment center. Mm. You don't know how he got there. Um, You just know that he's trying to convince you he's from the future until you get to the end, and then you're like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Kind of of crazy. But it's really good. I would recommend it. It's a Spotify original, so it's only on Spotify. Yeah. Um, But if you just search K63, then, yeah. And like you can have Spotify and not pay for it. Yeah, you, you can. Still, you just uh, that, have to listen to ads. So you know what's interesting though is I have Spotify Premium mm-hmm. and they still run ads.
1: So I don't get ads with my Spotify Premium, but my friend also was just on a diatribe about this what's because that he's about? starting to get ads, and I don't know what's going on there.
0: So I wonder if it's because it, if it is a Spotify original, because they would just be like a little Hello Fresh or a little like Amazon ad, like twenty seconds. You can skip them. Yeah which, okay, but it did take me out of, like, the episodes a the little moment. bit when, like, yeah. it does, like, the closing, like, K63, directed by whatever, yeah. and then it goes, like, get 20% off your first order from, you know, it <laughs> yeah. just kind of took me out of it a little bit, but you can you can skip them, so it's not like you have to listen to them, just press and yeah. you can skip. But, no, yeah. I like what that. are you listening to? I
1: have been listening to this one album that... Like I remember listening to you as like a small child, my mom would play it okay. when it was like time to like clean up the house or whatever. Aww. So it's Billy Joel's Glass Houses. It came out in 1980, nice. and my mom had the vinyl, and I have the vinyl now in my house because um, she doesn't have a record player anymore. And I have been listening to it. So the beginning, <laughs> if anyone knows the beginning of that album it literally sounds so like you put your record on or you can listen to it on Spotify whatever mm-hmm. um, and it sounds like a glass shatters okay like a like a window glass yeah. shatters and then it goes into like rock music basically. yeah very from the 80s um, it is it's so good. Like, the first side of that album, I mm-hmm. could like, listen to it literally on repeat mm-hmm. and have done. So, like, when I'm doing, like, my little chores or whatever, if I on. don't have something going, like an yeah. audio book or a podcast or whatever, I'll be like, I need to be pepped. I need to, like, feel yeah. it from before. <laughs> so, yeah, on that goes, either through Spotify on my TV or
0: sometimes I pull That's out cute. that vinyl and I'm like, we're going to have a vinyl Nothing moment. Nothing beats a vinyl. If you have it, you might yeah. as well.
1: So, it's so good. My favorite song on there is All for Lena. Mm -hmm. I am obsessed with it. I could listen to it 17 times in a row. Nice memories. Yeah.
0: That's cute. So,
1: I don't know. Were you. Like, was your family that kind of family? Like, sometimes I see, like, little things like that, where they'd be like, that was the Saturday morning, like, music cleaning, (laughs) like, vibes were, like, do you remember anything like that?
0: Um, yeah. Like, maybe not on, like, I mean, we do have, like, a vinyl player, but it's not, like, you know, an old one. It's a a new school. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, you know, there's definitely a lot of songs that when I hear, it's like, "Mm, those are good memories. Yeah. Just being like, or being in the car, like a little kid in the car. Yeah good times
1: i don't know i just
0: i liked it so i'm i'm super into it now cute
1: so let us know what you've enjoyed uh-huh. this 2022
0: in terms of media what have you been Anything. reading what have you been watching and let what us you know if reading? you want an x-files episode yeah i am willing <laughs> <laughs> willing i'm a willing participant um yeah so we can listen to me just like <laughs> 10 Foil
1: hat, a nice X Files sure episode. Would love, yeah, they would love a little bonus. A little bonus for our long-term listeners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we hope that you have a great end to 2022, absolutely, and a really good beginning to 2023. Thank you for listening. And only a better, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so we'll see you in the new year. Bye everyone. Bye.